Skatchel. Ominous. Don't call it a comeback. Tangerine at the bottom of your sock, it's the We Have No Cares Festive Special! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're back! Yay! Yay! We're back! Sorry we've been away so long, listeners, but uh, Rob was just pissed for the last two weeks. Basically, I, yeah, couldn't really find the time between all the alcohol and stuff, so, yeah. Did you have a merry little one? Sorry? Did you have a merry little one? I did, yes. Fantastic. Absolutely, did you? Uh, I did, yes. Good. Uh, me and Nicol, obviously, we, we live together now, but I have not seen him in two weeks, so... No, he's, he's, Rob's been off and beyond. Yay! <laughs> now I'm back. He's back. And look what Santa brought us! Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you're not Santa, you're not Santa brought us. <laughs> Commit to the bit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Angus. Hi. I nice. shouldn't make him think on his feet. No. No. <laughs> no. So we're covering four. Four matches have happened since the last time we were able to uh, to gather and throw our thoughts in the air. Yep. yep. Covering them in depth. Yes. In lots of little details. Yep. Actually, the opposite of what we're going to be doing. <laughs> but I, I do admire your your moxie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, not one win. No, Zero sorry. wins. One win. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one win that felt a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all count. It's, well, it was Dundee United, though, that does count. There was one draw that felt a bit like a win as well. That's true, yeah. So basically, that's two wins, that's 50%. Uh, we're going to win the league. Yep, yep. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hooray! So, we start uh, way back in the midst of time with a 0 0 draw at McDermott Park yes. against the person Johnson. Mm. This was Doer. Yes, yes. Uh, lucky as fucky to get away with a point in that one, I think. Um, Juanma being a tit um, and Stephen McLean missing a penalty helped our cause massively in that one. But uh, yeah, not the, not the best of uh, game plans from Juanma, um, who thought, you know, I'm just going to go out there, you know, strong start, headbutt an ex-Hibs player, walk down the tunnel and see how the guys do. Um, it didn't really work out. To be fair, I have an awful lot of sympathy for him as well because when there's an ex-Hibs player in front of me, it's the first thing on my mind is to try and ram the nut on them. Yeah. What about when there's an ex-Hibs player behind you kicking in the bum? Then I'm definitely going to headbutt them. And that's what David Wotherspoon did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Surprised more wasn't made of that. I mean, obviously Juanma was an absolute you know, stonewall red card. There's no way he's getting out of that. But Wotherspoon flings his legs up into Juanma's pelvic region. Um, and, and catches You can say it, bum, so. we're, we're, we've got the explicit tag on iTunes, you can say bum. I don't think it was his bum though, no. it was more as sort of front. His wasn't, bum. wasn't he facing... No, no that's... that's Am I misremembering? Wasn't Juanma walking away from him and they had to turn around to headbutt him? No, he was, he was already turning around to say, you know, it's probably to headbutt him anyway. Um, but yeah, Wotherspoon sort of threw his legs up into his, let's say pubic bone. Are you, are you accusing Wotherspoon of trying to kick Juanma in the dick? Yes. I absolutely am. Why is Wotherspoon still allowed to play football, walk around in polite society? Why hasn't he been strung from the high rafters <laughs> trying to do harm to that beautiful, beautiful dick? 
How are you feeling? <laughs> Safe assumption. Um, yeah, I don't know, what the fuck? But yeah, nothing was made of that, but Juanma, incredibly stupid to do what he did, uh, and genuinely just ran the nut on him. I mean, it was probably an absolutely horrible experience for anyone that went. I did not. Um, but, to be honest, if you're down to <laughs> 10 men for over an hour, I think. Oh yeah, I think it was like the 19th minute hour, or something. Yeah. Um, you're down to 10 men for that amount of time, and they get a penalty as well. You kind of walk out of that one big dick swing and you, you know you've, you've done your job properly there everyone else that was in the team um i don't think it's a huge stretch so we may have won that if one was sitting on the pitch you know? well to be fair we, we spent the time man was on the pitch basically getting dicked on by st johnson yeah 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 i mean people aren't giving st johnson enough credit for how good they are this season to walk away from Denver park with a point with 10 men is very very good and i think you know obviously Steve McLean's profligacy, profligacy. Yeah. You got it right the first time, wasn't yeah. you? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, that, that helped us a lot. But Neil Alexander, with probably his best performance in the Hearts top, helped a lot as well. Um, some huge saves, especially towards the end, uh, when Murray Davidson was sort of breaking through the, the middle and stuff like that. So yeah, I think he deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Rossi, Augustine, heading away, absolutely everything as well. So yeah, that was, it was a very, a very hard-earned point but one that we will absolutely take. But to play devil's advocate for a second, perhaps kind of like the Dundee point where we went away from the game itself and it's like, that's a good hard point, and then not very long afterwards, St Johnston lose 2-0 to Motherwell and we start to think, mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, considering, you know, we'll obviously get to it, but we, we drew with Kilmarnock yesterday, a week after they got decked 4-0 by Aberdeen at home. And, yeah. You know. It's, it's a yeah, funny old season. It is. It's a weird season, but I'm sure we'll discuss that more as the show goes on. Well, let's let's find out. Oh, Come fuck. on. God, yeah, I'm so excited. So Mama got sent off. Yeah, he got sent off, so it meant that he could not start against Celtic the following week. Big, big worry. Week, following week yeah. at uh, Castle On a Sunday. Um, but Were you worried, Angus? I was worried, yeah, because you, uh, you he's him, did you need support? Um, him and so are, are have been Robbie's go-to striking partnership. Yeah. Um, and we're missing a big part of our team. Um, he's popped up with goals consistently this season. Um, and not having him and having to have Gavin Riley of all people come in for him, that filled my heart with a little bit of concern. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Juanma's uh, inconsistency is getting on people's nerves, but but you can see he's more than good enough for this league. Um. Without all the daftness, um, it does pop up with goals and stuff like that. But I don't know. I've 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 always been keen to see Riley given a chance up front because whenever we've played him, he's been on the wing or he's been at number ten. Actually playing him up front, I was looking forward to that more than dreading it. And I think that I saw it more as an opportunity for for Riley to come in and really show himself, and he's absolutely done that. To be fair, it was an incredibly unexpected decision from Robbie. Uh, for me, at least, I, I just assumed. Like even if Wamba had been in the team, we would have been going four two three one, and so would have been on the wing, and we would have been trying to grind out a, a point like we did at Celtic Park, and we have done against teams far weaker than than Celtic. But nope, two up top, uh, and he and he went for it. Uh, I did not make this game, so I'm going to hand the reins to yourself, Mister Borthwick, and if you could just uh, describe your experience. Um, Celtic aren't very good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hearts aren't playing at their absolute best, neither are Celtic. And it was two teams who were kind of slogging away against each other, both with a huge amount of effort. You know, Celtic lost the week before to Motherwell at home. So they were coming out, trying to fly, trying to, you know, get the, the passes in there, trying to release Shiftji the whole time and stuff like that. 
we defended fine up until Igor Rossi decided he was going to go and press their left back and yes. left a gaping hole um, in the centre half position. Uh, the ball flew over Augustine. Gomez played beat on onside. It was just a total clusterfuck of defending, um, which led to Celtic's goal. But we didn't really look like it affected us. I mean, Angus might back this up, but we, we, we kind of we came straight Hits back into up and it. I think it was, we were only down for about two and a half minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, it was... I mean, as soon as the ball went in, I my head dropped. I was like, fuck's sake, here we go again. Celtic, they're going to... Right at the end of the first half, they're going to come out of the second half, we'll play really defensive, try and hit them on the break. We're not going to be good enough and they're going to walk through us and it's going to be three or four. Yeah, well, that's, you know, from the last three years of playing Celtic, it's a fair expectation to take. Yeah. Um, but it absolutely didn't happen. Um, Celtic's goal, I mean, Celtic started well and we were kind of chasing shadows a wee bit, but their goal was more against the run of play than it was anything else. Gavin Riley, Gavin Riley especially, I think the main reason that we played well in that match was because of him. Mm. He was tireless up front. He was chasing down everything at Boyata and Suminovic's feet, which meant the midfield could push up as well and get on the toes of, you know, Johansson, Beaton and Rogic. Celtic couldn't play it out. And that's kind of how we got our goal as well because they gave the ball away in midfield June played it to Boabin Boabin's ball in to Nicholson was mm. absolutely spectacular and then Nicholson's finish Nicholson's finish was great I think Lustig should be doing 10 times better than that he, did, he had no idea that Sam Nicholson was behind him like ah, sorry mate I'm going to score a goal yeah. um, if, you ask, if you see the highlights from behind the goal the look on Lustig's face when he sees a little bit of maroon and the pink boots is like, ah! <laughs> and then, aye, Nicholson, it's a, it's a great wee finish. Um, I think, yeah. to be honest, like, he also, if he had known that Nicholson was there, he was going to think, well, he might try and get it on his left for a cross. He's not going to try and score with the outside of his foot. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, I think the, the main reason that we got into the game in the first half was largely due to Gavin Riley and Osmond So's running. Gavin uh, Riley and Osmond So in that game especially really reminded me of Osmond So and James Keaton's last season. You know, small and big, yeah. playing well together with uh, Riley doing a lot of the running, um, but just better, quicker, yeah. fitter. It just seemed... Not as Celtic. It seemed um, there's, there's more of... Basically, I made this point after the game. People are going to keep comparing Riley to Keaton's because it looks like a sort of, yep. you know, yep. white for white swap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Gavin Riley did more in that game against Celtic, big game, than James Keaton's ever did against yep. Hibs Rangers, big games. Riley was right up for it. He was out muscling Boyata, and then Ambrose after Boyata went off as well. He, he was getting better than I ever gave him credit for. Oh, he's like a tiny wee Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was he was using his body. He was getting behind. He pulled a couple of good saves out of Gordon. Um, he just looked sort of menacing. Was it him um, or Nicholson that rounded Gordon in the first half? It was Riley, but he was offside. Aye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was he was looking lively. He was getting behind, but I think. A lot of that was to do with the work rate. If you work hard, you're going to create these chances for yourselves. And Osmond So as well was tireless and chasing yep. down. And I think you know pressing that high up the pitch, it gave us an opportunity. It didn't allow Celtic an outball, basically. Encouraging signs. Uh, Celtic though did uh, take the lead uh, towards the end of the game. And it was, to be fair, an absolutely tremendous goal. It certainly was. was. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Rogic is a guy that I've I've been sort of waxing lyrical about a wee bit recently because he's just. Doesn't look like he should be that graceful a footballer, but he's got a wonderful left foot, and he showed that. I mean, it was a wee bit fortuitous the way it broke to them um, yeah. in our left back position. Um, it was swung in, everyone missed it, beat on with a nice little sort of double touch that went to Rogic, and he smashed it in off the back. It was a good goal. Um, couldn't really 
Well, you could complain about the scoreline at that time, but you can't complain about that kind of goal. No. I, I can't. I can't pinpoint anyone in our defence. They didn't do their job there. It was just a well cast. So basically, this game had started with a decent goal, a really good goal, a really really good goal, and how did that pattern continue, Angus? <laughs> Uh, a deflected mishit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's been described by Celtic fans at my work. Aye, an absolute thunder slice that went into the top corner. Um, ah, fuck me, I was right behind it's it. Difficult, it's yeah. difficult to dispute, though, that uh, Osman Sol hit it really hard with the intention of it going in the goal, and he hit it really hard and it went in the goal. Yes, the, 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 it would be difficult to dispute, but Celtic fans at my work will tell you otherwise. And this podcast is for Hearts fans, so fuck them. Yes. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it was a... Uh, well, I Angus is kind of the boss at his work, so I'm assuming he's going to be playing this. <laughs> I think like, the first opportunity. Yeah, like, it was, sorry, it everybody it. off the phones. <laughs> it's going to be the whole music. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, like, to start with, you have to mention James Forrest giving away a foul stupidly. Uh, Billy King came on and made himself a bit of a menace, which we've seen recently quite a lot from King. He's, you know... He's in the absence of Walker. He's he's kind of staking a claim again, which is great to see. Been but, surprised um, not to see him too much recently. I mean, like I know he's started. He's had his injury problems as well. This season, he's not been he's not featured as much as I'd like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they obviously started against uh, Kelly and stuff like that, but I, I I totally agree. But yeah, he was making himself a right nuisance, and Forrest King was running away from goal, and Forrest just trips him, and mm. the what ninetieth, well, bang on the ninetieth minute. Yeah. Um, to be fair, no one really saw so scalping it in from no. 35 yards. But It's not been a feature of his game so far. It's, it's stupid from Forrest giving Hearts the opportunity, one that we were very happy with indeed. Thank you very much, Scotland internationalist. James <laughs> Forrest. <laughs> that, that, wraps, that wraps that up. Well, generally speaking, well, it's a good result. It's what our season's been. Generally, good results. We haven't we can nitpick, but good results. Yeah, we haven't lost a Celtic in the week this year. That's a nice thing. And a lot of people have been um, making criticisms of Robbie's tactics, especially in big games that happened last season and this season. Um, he got a spot on against yeah. Celtic. Spot I was on. about to say exactly the same thing. That's the first time since we beat Rangers in November of 2014 that Nielsen's got a spot on a big game. Because against Hibs, I think he always he overthinks the opposition's tactics. But this time he, he put his full thought into our tactics. He we focused on our own game and that's certainly how it seemed. Um I don't wanna obviously guess what Robbie Nielsen does, but it seems quite a lot that we try and play we try and play against the Aberdeen game plan, for example, or we try and play against the Hibs game plan. But this time he just said, right, press from the front, you know, hit them on the break, all that kind of stuff. And it, it worked. It worked. We were fully deserving of that point and I don't think anyone, you know, even like Ronnie Dyler disagreed with that. He said, Yeah, that's a that's a fair result. So yeah, that was that was uh, walking away from that and feeling like a like a victory. It was great. So thanks, Robbie. Mm. Uh, we move on to uh, our game against Dundee United, featuring possibly the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, he obviously knew that uh, Eiji Kabashima was coming in to to take his place, and it was like the goalkeeper's version of a protest. I don't know. Or possibly he's the reason that uh, Kawashima's been coming in because he's just been that bad all season. Well, no, that's the thing. He's only just started like playing ahead of Luis Vic. Oh, right. Who started it? under yeah. uh, Jackie Mack. So he's deemed as better than Zvik. So I don't hold out much hope Jeez. for Luis Zvik. Yeah. Um, well, yeah we, what, a, what a 45 minutes it was. First man. half was incredible. Second half I was just worried about how cold my feet were getting, but the yeah. first half was tremendous. Like, first, so much. Second half, very, very boring. But yeah, first half, um, 
Well, we were playing against, uh, objectively, the shittest team in the league. Possibly the shittest team in the country. Um, well, do you know if uh, there's got a wee bit of trivia for you here? Um, if Dundee United fail to win their next match, which is at home to Celtic, then they'll have a worse points tally at this point in the season than Gretna did. <laughs> wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Dundee United have got 10 points, man. They've <coughs> yeah, got yeah. 10 That's... from like 20-odd games. It's... It's weird how, like, it's oddly similar to the way the English Premier League's going. There's one team that's just yeah. toilets and everybody else is kind of alright at the same level. Pretty much, yeah. So you can't predict anything that's going to happen. Nope. Except uh, that toilets team is <laughs> going to get fucked. Yes, indeed. Um, aye, but aye, what, a fucking, what a start to the game, even. So, so yeah, it, it was the season of giving, so uh, in that generous spirit, two minutes in, we decided to give them a penalty. Well, this was after we'd, uh, well, it wasn't so... Oh, yeah. I also got away from oh, the goalkeeper. His name I cannot remember. Zromnik. 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 Yeah. 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 He he ran out to try and chest a ball <laughs> that was coming in. He didn't even need to. <laughs> well, there was literally three centre halves playing for Dundee United, and Zromnik was like, "No, nope, we got this, guys. <laughs> I'll show Kawashima." Um, yeah, and also so uh, sort of picked his pocket, but um, Gavin Gunning got back pretty well um, to cover it, and that's basically how. The Dundee United attack started for them to run up the pitch and get a penalty. Um, yeah, so Oshinima didn't need to do it. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, do you know what it reminded me of? Um, mind the derby at Easter Road, t- pretty much exactly two years ago, when Jordan McGee randomly flew into a tackle whilst the player was running out of play and gave away a penalty, which then made us lose the game. Yeah, yeah. It was very similar to that. He was. I, I know Oshinima is incredibly eager to impress, but. Flying in to tackles like that and giving away penalties in the second minute of a game isn't how you're going to do it. No. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a horrible start to the game. He played relatively well after that, but people around the league just they weren't going to let that lie. I think they he played relatively well well in the second half. Like that wasn't his last error yeah. in the first half. Yeah, yeah. I think your yeah, first half was night and day from the second. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm I'm. I give players a lot of time and I'm running out of patience now with Oshinewa a wee bit to be honest with you um, he's offering nothing but scares and frights and that's all his own doing he might go ahead and you know Cruyff turn someone and play a wonderful pass but it's not going to make your heart pressure go down any you know no. it's no. it's incredible but he did play better in the second half he did I think it's so just about too early to judge given the injury that he had earlier in the season but it is getting close to time to sort of go, you could be better by now. Yeah, yeah, but Nielsen's obviously putting his faith in him, uh, which is fair enough. He's still playing him from the start. Um, he's not totally losing faith in him, so fingers crossed we see a, a new and improved Juno Nash. If he can get back to the soon. form that he had when he first came along, that game against Motherwell, when they were absolutely appalling against us, but he played so well in that game, and yeah. I thought, we've got a diamond here, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just can't get that game out of my head, because I know he can do that. It's annoying that there's no middle ground. Yeah. He's either good, or he's complete shite, mm-hmm. and there's, there's he doesn't have an average in him, at no. all. He's he's two polar opposites at any one time, um, which makes it entertaining, I suppose, for the innocent bystanders yeah. in, the, in the stand, but uh, yeah, it's... It's not good for my health. It's either God is God or God is Yad. Indeed, yeah. Uh, but to get onto the fun things about this game, the our, our first goal uh, and the first gift from uh, Shromrik. 
Shromnik? Shromnik. Shromnik. Yeah. I don't need to learn his name because he'll never ever play for Dundee United ever again. Never play football again. No. Um, so, first gift, he uh, gave us a completely unnecessary corner with some very, very flappy hands on a cross. Yep, he did. Uh, just absolutely did not need to tip it over the bar or go for it or do anything to yeah. it. No, nope. but gave us a corner and then uh, I'm assuming a perfectly executed set piece that we train a lot. Sure. It's not, is it? Nope. Uh, Nicholson floated it in and Rossi kind of glanced it. Uh, but it was a, a lovely wee striker's finish from Riley, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Back to goal, flicked it over his own head. Um, so over yeah. the shoulder, scissor kick almost. He was type deal. He was still completely planted on the ground. His, his leg, it makes no sense how he did it, really. Um, but it's a lovely wee finish and he seemed to very much enjoy it. Uh, the second gift from Shromnik was... Uh, <laughs> Principal Evan picked up the ball at the edge of the box, was given 7,000 years to, to tally up a shot, and to be fair, he shot it straight at Shromnick's wrist. It was, it was a thunderbolt and there was nothing he could do about it, you know, like I'd like to see um, Malin make a save from a shot like that. It's yeah. Up there with Rogic's. It's possible, <laughs> it's possible that Shromnick could have done something about it if his wrists weren't as soft as a Boxing Day shite. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, yeah. But I've been hit it well and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, literally, it, it, there's there's no other way to put it. It was it was directly down Shromnik's throat. I could have saved that. I could have caught. I could have held that quite easily. And he, for some reason, leant back on it and just sort of went. Kind of thrown your Santa hat on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, but well, we'll take it. That we don't have any choice. No, nope, we We're, took it. Yeah, we cannot give it back. We accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dundee United. Yes, yeah. you guys are the best. <laughs> Mix uh, and then the third goal that wasn't actually Shromnik's fault. No, it wasn't. No, you're quite right. Um, uh, Billy King though, doing lovely things. Yeah, I like mm. Billy King. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, played in by Riley, I think. I don't even know. Seems good. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Gavin Riley played him in, <laughs> and King got there ahead of Morris. Um, easy decision for the referee to make. Penalty. Um, Osman So wasn't letting anyone else take that penalty. Um, Before you get to that, lot of lot of air uh, Billy King got on the uh, <laughs> yes. uh, the, uh, the, the 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 vault yes. on Morris's leg. Absolutely, it's get just because he's so fast. You'd get about thirty <laughs> points on Tony Hawk if you'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely would have. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, and Osman So has missed a good few penalties for Hearts, but he didn't miss that one. Um, right in the bottom corner, which yep. was lovely to see. I think. Riley uh, was staking a claim to take it, um, but he's missed one for us as well, so fuck him. Uh, yeah. Something down the right way, and I'm sure if he got a good solid wrist to it, it was just straight out. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, Shromnick made a couple of good saves from um, Riley in the second half. That's That, that can't be ignored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as the second half was totally dull. We still had our oh, chances. We were peppering their goal yeah. with shots. Yeah. Uh, he must have taken his patented wrist stiffener at half time. <laughs> uh, the, the half isn't over yet, though, listeners. Yeah. Stay, stay tuned. A uh, lot to go. Um, Dundee United scored a goal, which I felt was kind of soft defending, but opinion is divided in this room. I think we could probably have done more. I mean, Robert said earlier on, and I'm sure he'll back this up in a moment, um, that it's one of those things that happens, it's one of those balls that comes in and no one feels that they need to get onto it. To be honest, I think it, defenders should be getting at every ball if they come into the box, though. Um, and if someone puts a head on it, it doesn't go in because it's going away. 
Yeah, um, though I'm, I'm sure Robert will actually uh, deny he said any such thing. Uh, I, let's hang, let's hang Angus out to dry. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think it was a great. Why did you lie about Robert's opinion, Angus? <laughs> I lie about Robert all the time. <laughs> well, like he's your friend, hangs out with you professionally at work. I'd, oh, and Robert did this and that. And that. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, That's how he's got a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was just a very, very, very good ball in by Scott Fraser. Um, I think it's a nightmare ball for any defence or goalkeeper um, to try and uh, come up against. And yeah, Dundee United players tried to get on the end of it, which sent Alexander uh, loopy, which meant he just stayed in the middle of his goals expecting a shot, um, but it just ended up bouncing in the corner. As I said, it's one of those things, it's one of those goals that just happens in football, happens all the time in every league. It's just vanity hangs. If it had cost us a win, I would probably have been a lot more upset with it. Well, yeah. But it didn't. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's perfectly kind of, natural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to let it go. Ah, what a guy. Yeah. And then Dunham got sent off. Dundee United did the most Dundee United thing of all time, yeah. uh, whereby they sort of, you know, they got back into the game yeah. and then an innocuous ball forward and flick on meant they were down to 10 men. Uh, Riley did very well. Yeah. And the wee flick on from So was great as well. But yeah, Riley just got his body between ball and defender and then Dernan put his arms around him and then tripped him up and then accused him of diving. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was a sort of double blow for United because Morris uh, was injured and had to come off at the same time as Dernan, one of their other centre-halves, got sent off. So, yeah. um, I kind of wish we'd... We could have easily gone out in that game and scored like another four or five, but the the gods were against us. So, yeah. oh well, you know, kind of very weird second half just in the point. Like Dundee United seemed to give up after they went down to ten men. Yeah. Like they were just sort of like Dundee United gave up after about two weeks of the season. <laughs> well, they, they, it ebbed and flowed. Like for the sort of twenty seconds where everything was right in the universe for them after they scored their second goal, they seemed to be right up for it and then Dernan went off and they were just like, Oh, how can we possibly compete without a player of the quality of Dernan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and yeah, so like they really didn't try for the second half and we basically didn't try either. No. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, we put in a lot of shots, um lots right, of chances. Riley should have scored. Yeah. Uh, when he was put through by a wonderful through ball by Jordan McGee who was in for the injured Callum Patterson. Um and yeah, he's he was unfortunate with Shromnik making a wonderful save um, right at the start of the second half. Um, but yeah, you can we see the then. Yeah, exactly. We 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 should and could have scored a lot more, but we never looked in danger of ever losing a goal as well. No, it's understandable because Dundee United took off Billy McKay. <laughs> yeah, and brought in Blair Spittle, who's a fucking winger. <laughs> Mixu, what a guy. What a guy. Yep. Well, that was three points for us, and we moved on to another easy three points. Uh, uh, Kilmarnock, the, the home of gifting out three three points to the uh, to the opposition. Why are you looking at me like this, Robert? Mm. Did we not beat Kilmarnock? We've drawn against them twice this season. Two times. <sighs> twice. From winning positions, twice, two times. Twice. Twice. Well, you know, Gary Locks, Kilmarnock. But I'm sorry, if that was fucking Jimmy Calderwood's Kilmarnock, then all right, cool. No bother, Jim Jeffries' Kilmarnock. Fine, Alan, even Alan Johnson's Kilmarnock. Yeah, I could take it. But Gary Locke, manager of the month, April 2014, Gary Locke. <laughs> Seriously, man. Ah, but you see, he made the uh, the great decision, or the decision was made for him, to not play Jamie Hamill anywhere near this game. So. <laughs> or Scott Robinson, yeah, yep, you're quite yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Uh, none of us went to this game, right? No. No, no, no. 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 It's very much 
the first away game of the year where we were all... I was far dead. too busy drinking. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, I was far too busy not wanting to be in Kilmarnock. That's it's perfectly understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Mind. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, we can only really discuss what we've watched on highlights. Yeah. Um, so, Kilmarnock's perfectly legal build-up to the first goal. Yeah, Austin Ewa got steamrolled. Got body checked. Um, yeah. It should have been a foul, and they should never have scored. I think I, I obviously, um, as we've just discussed, seconds ago, I wasn't there, um, but I was following it all on uh, Twitter, and the first few things that came up from the, the sort of the hearts list that I follow was Oshaniba at fault, foul on Oshaniba. How is that not a foul on Oshaniba? Oshaniba's fault, and I was like, right, so Oshaniba's done something here. <laughs> this is all stemming from that. Um, my view of it, I haven't seen the highlights, was that it was such a clear foul, because the guy, I think it's Stevie Smith, he jumps into him with his arse and just barrels him out of the way. Doesn't really go for the ball, and it lands at, it lands at Josh McGuinness's feet. Um, somehow it's waved play on. Uh, a lot of people are saying Oshaniba should have emptied it and got it out, but... I don't think so. He's, he's trying to sort of buy a bit of time in the corner and then play a ball up the line. I think he was doing the right thing. But he's been absolutely fucking annihilated by uh, unnamed Kilmarnock player. It's an odd place to receive the box. The player was it? Juanma. Juanma tracked back and, and uh, tackled whoever it was um, and played it to Toshniwa, which is a perfectly fair thing to do. All Juanma could have done otherwise was stick out for a throw in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and baffling that it wasn't given as a free kick, but from there on in, no one tracks Balatoni, um, and he's given about three opportunities to stick it over to the line. To be fair, Juanma could have just lumped out the park. He had the time and space. He didn't really. He was going back to goal, and he was being pressed. He was facing the Hearts fans, and he was being pressed in by whoever. Let's just say it was Stevie Smith again. He's, cool, yeah. he's a commander player whose name I know. <laughs> or Adam, Adam Frizzell. That's quite a cool one. Could have been him. Yeah, James. I know. Mitch Meganson. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah, and that was that was one 0 which was disheartening. Yeah, Benny McGinnis sort of goal in the end. Well, McGinnis build up play. But yeah, yeah. Conor Ballard only scored the goal. Yes. Yeah, yeah but um, just the lumpiness of it. Yes, yeah. I absolutely. Alexander actually got to it first time round, and then I think Balotoni did keepy uppies until it went in the, the top <laughs> of the net. Seemed to take an age to go in, but he. Loves scoring against us and he's, he's playing really well for them just now, so fair play to you, Conrad. I like I you, Conrad. Like yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Mm. Second best Australian defender we've ever had? He's not even slightly Australian. Is he not? Nope, he's Scottish slash English slash Hungarian slash Austrian. That's not a lie. Oh. That's All of that's true. So, so, you know, Austrian, so he's basically 70% Australian. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Bingo. There we go. Yep. Redeemed. Um, cool. Uh, we scored a goal then. How did we score a goal? Oh, it was Gavin Riley. Gavin Riley. Gavin Riley. Yeah, uh, just like two minutes after that, right in the, the end of stoppage time in the first half. Billy King, king it up. Yes, uh, good shot, amazing save from Jamie McDonald, which is, you know, yeah. up for the course for him now. He's a brilliant goalkeeper that's too good to be at Kilmarnock, yep. getting coached by Gary Locke. Hmm. Um, well, you know, like, I like his career path. He was way too good to be at Falkirk. Now he's just too good to be at Kilmarnock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... He's David De Gea's natural replacement. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, 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 that's what we're saying level. here. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he saved from King onto the bar, um, and Riley had a really smart kind of moving into space, um, and the ball fell right to him, and he knocked it past Just him. Just pro proper striker's instinct from Riley. Um, as soon as the ball came in from Nicholson on the left, he saw that King and Clanma were in the middle, so he just peeled off to the back post. 
uh, waiting for any sort of scraps, and the scraps came directly his way, and he side footed in. Yeah. Standing in the right place, good understanding of the angles, like where the ball would fall if it was. Uh, Bring it back to my, my point a wee bit earlier, it's because he's a striker, he's not a winger. Hear that, Robbie? Good. Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. I'm going to assume that Robbie didn't hear that. Nope. <laughs> There's almost no chance. Zero chance whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it was a, a good striker's goal. And two goals in two, well, yeah, two goals in two games. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. That's him up to yeah. four for the season now as well. So. Good lad. Absolutely. So we scored another goal. It was a bit all right. It was, it was a bit of okay, yeah. Um, ball fell to Callum Patterson in the sort of corner of the box region. Um, he just thought he'd do some fucking keepy-uppies because he was bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of jog- uh, juggled it over an imaginary Colin Henry. Yes, exactly. And then a, a real-life Stuart Findlay <laughs> uh, took it down on the chest. Hit it well enough on the left foot, but um, lucky lucky with the deflection in the end. But with a strike of that calibre, you make your own luck. Um, Who's a better defender, a real-life Stuart Findlay or an imaginary Colin Henry? <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Colin Henry. Yeah. Now. Um, just, just the thought, just the idea of Colin Henry. <laughs> Probably Henry, to be honest. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, ah, fin- Findlay's all right. He plays for Scotland under-21s sometimes. He's... Yeah, keep scraping that barrel. Yeah. Um, and from there on in, I thought um, we were going to see the game out. Judging by the, the Twitter feeds coming from both Hearts and Kilmarnock, Hearts were having all the chances, Rossi hit the bar, uh, Juanma had a couple of shots on goal, Nicholson seemed to be shooting non-stop, he also got um, a lot of praise from the Kelly fans that I know, said that Nicholson was just absolutely tremendous in that game. Only we had um, experience of being a goal up on Kilmarnock this season and just sort of seeing the game out and being absolutely convinced it was going to end in a victory. Mm. It's, uh, it's what we do, we, we get a goal, we get ahead and then we just kill teams off, it's yep. the story of the season. Very professional. Absolutely, <laughs> that's, that's who we be. Um, yeah, fucking Josh McGuinness again man. Ah. McGuinness and Balotelli. Also a very lumpy goal. Yeah, aye, well, that's so easy man. Um, but yeah, we should just, see next time we play Kilmarnock, which is in a couple of months, just stick all 11 men on Balotelli and McGuinness and we'll be fine. They're the only ones that can score it, but we'll be fine. Well, for Kilmarnock, yeah. Yeah. Balotelli never scored for us again uh, when he was with Partick, and McGuinness didn't when he was at St Mirren or Aberdeen. Yeah, but this season is what I'm yeah. talking about, and we seem to have issues yeah. this season. Yeah. Issues. Indeed. But yeah, the, the ease at which McGuinness got up above Augustine was depressing. Yeah. I mean, McGuinness, give him his due, is tremendous in the air. That's why Aberdeen started playing at fucking right back for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, he also played in goals for a long time because his leap's that good. Um, but yeah, we should be dealing with that a lot better. It wasn't even a great ball in the middle. It's basically in the six-yard box. Alexander hasn't come for it. Augustine and Patterson are standing on their heels. And it's, you know, from McGuinness, that's an easy chance and an easy goal. Um, and then from there on in, it sounds like we hung on, uh, which just, for me, isn't good enough, which means this whole festive period has been meh. Yeah. Very meh. Yeah. Brings us on to, I think, uh, just to discuss general themes arising from these four games. I think one of the, the major ones, the major ones of this sort of last chunk of the season has been we're quite good at defending right up until the point where we're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've and got... Something goes wrong. <sighs> like, it was and nice... we never even mentioned that Oosterk played against... I was, like, I was literally yeah. just about to say that. Like, I, I noticed against Dundee United, but Oosterk came back in for Augustine, obviously mm-hmm. giving him a wee rest. Um, we, we were able to play the ball out from the back a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I think Oosterk's maybe a slightly more natural footballer than Augustine. He doesn't panic as much. But then, similarly, we were more susceptible to balls out in the middle, and Dundee United were getting some joy from that. 
Um, so it's kind of, you see the differences you get once you, you play Oztürk or Augustine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's annoying for me because we did so well with the, the Rossi-Augustine partnership for so long, you know, a proper chunk of the season. And that seems to have not gone to shit, but we're conceding goals again. That's yeah. what, six goals we conceded in our last three games. That's not good enough. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to touch upon, uh, like just the, the, the last thing in terms of potential uh, partnerships or on-pitch synergy uh, and uh, ties in with the rise of Gavin Riley. Uh, the possibility that Gavin Riley, Riley is a better partner for either So or Juanma than So and Juanma are for each other. I, I mentioned this the other day. Um, and well, I did you? 100% agree with you. Um, Were you being recorded? I was. Time, but, well, I mean, was... So I can't edit it in, so you probably better reiterate it. Yeah, um, <laughs> having So and Wama together, it's okay. It's, it's okay, and it certainly has worked on occasion, but it's so more dynamic um, with um, a big guy who's strong and quite fast. So both So and um, Wama, neither of them are, you know, Clubbers. Oh, they can both shift. Um, yeah. And uh, Riley, who's so quick and has got a really great touch. I think the qualities um, that, that, that sort of inform this is that while both So and Wama can work and do work, mm -hmm. they both prefer to be not the one of the partnership who's working. And the fact that Riley fucking loves working. I think, yeah, I, I think the, the key for me with Riley is how willing and how good he is at playing off the last man, because So yeah. and Wama don't do that. No. So is always like more than happy to, to drift out wide, cut in. Juanma takes it back to goal, he'll play it out wide and then you'll know, look for a cross into the middle, something like that, or he'll, he'll just, fact, well, you see him his goal at Dundee earlier in the season, he'll just make it happen for himself, and yeah. that is a great thing to have, obviously. Um, but yeah, the way that Riley can play off the last man, use his body, use his strength, use his pace, and get in there, that's that's a huge attribute for any striker, and I think it's something we've, we've kind of missed, because even Keaton's, yeah. to an extent, didn't really do that. He was no. always looking for scraps and stuff like that. Riley can go beyond the last man, and he's got the strength and the pace to, to keep it up. I don't, I'll be honest, I, I don't think that Riley should be the automatic first pick. I think So and Juanma have done enough early in the season to show that they're still the main men. However, it's, it's a wonderful him. option to have, and Nielsen now knows that he's got another striker who can absolutely handle himself in this league, and that's that's got to be a great thing. I think it's going to have to take a bit of like proper... It's going to have to be a tactical change to get Riley out of that team just now, though, because he's been oh. so good over the festive period. Just now, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I think Riley should be should be starting just now, but I think we'll see the So, the so and Juanma partnership back together probably before the end of January. So in summation, I think after these four games, we should be happier than we are sad. Yeah. Should be. So why do you look so sad, Robert? Why do you look so sad? I'm going back to work tomorrow. <laughs> All of which hilarity brings us to the songs this week. Yeah. And I think there's a there's a queer candidate over the four games, isn't there? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, for coming in when he was needed um, and putting in a wonderful shift. I think it's got to be Gavin Riley. Gavin Golds, yeah. Is it? Yeah. It is. It is. I'm only kidding. It is Gavin Riley. We've yeah. all prepared songs. But, but before we get to that... Um, Alexander White has sent us a song, helpfully not about Gavin Riley. Good man. Um, Although I think he sent it after Osman Soul. Yeah, so he sent it after yeah, uh, Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's about Osman It's understandable. So it's absolutely deserved. Yep. And it's to a very difficult tune to sing, so everybody enjoy this. Uh, if I can remember the tune. Osman from the outside Just like he's done a thousand times to tell you 
Your club is so sorry. You aren't beating the hearts. There's more, but I absolutely can't remember how that song goes. <laughs> so I, That's I, good I, enough. I probably embarrassed myself there. <laughs> Sorry, Adele. <laughs> I don't think Sorry. she's listening. <laughs> Sorry, Alexander White. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I forgive you. Fine. Yeah, I forgive you too. Uh, could you take time out of forgiving me to sing us a song about Gavin Riley? I certainly can. Fabulous. Um, mm. The game is on. The ground is full. We'll score some goals. A tank castle, simply Gavin. A wonderful Christmas time. Simply Gavin. A wonderful Christmas time. One mile's out for a headbutt, but Gavin's here, and that's enough. Simply Gavin. A wonderful Christmas time. We're simply Gavin. A wonderful Christmas time. We make Sue, our little bitch, a cat caught on the pitch. Sorry, I want to get something about the cat being on the pitch. Forgot about the cat. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Shane. Are you? Have you? That's 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 twenty. That's more than enough. Well done in redeeming easily the worst Christmas song ever. Then they, they, uh, to give you the full experience, listen, that was wonderful. Every time you got to the end of a chorus, we turned around, like me and Rob, like sort of went and followed it. Like uh, <laughs> Angus gave us the eyes, like, no, there's more. <laughs> there's, there's more to this. Okay. Um, I'm next in line. Yeah. Do you want to go next? Or? Nah, you go, man. Okay. Uh, I needed time. To make up my mind about Gav He came from Dumfries So did he vote conservative? <laughs> or is he okay? <laughs> Gavin Riley is a baller Gavin Riley makes defenders cry. Oh, Gavin Riley is a baller, and his music taste is alright. On the pitch, the goals he's scoring. Is he old enough to drive a car? On turntables, vinyls turning. Gav's a hipster for the hearts. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. Yeah. That's. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm not sure I'm gonna beat that. Hey. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, are we all familiar with Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> Very much so. Fucking right we all are. Okay, well this isn't going to be much of a surprise in this song then. Okay. <clears throat> I Riley, 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 Riley <laughs> like you. Plays with Wama, plays with Osman, got a big gap tooth. We hadn't seen enough. Wama got sent off. Then you got your chance, Gav. I Riley, 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 Riley like you. Plays with Wama, plays with Osman, got a big gap tooth. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, I'm quite partial to Rob's. How are you feeling, Angus? I like yours. Yeah, I like yours as well. I can't really say. Yeah! I can't really say like, oh, I like mine and give myself a casting vote. <laughs> no, I think you you thoroughly deserved that this week. Fantastic. Well, I'm just going to uh, sit back and celebrate this. Uh, wrap it up, Rob. Okay, no problem. Um, thank you for your patience and waiting for this um, festive bonanza. Oh, it's so good to be a winner. <laughs> 
Yeah, it won't last. Um, yeah, th <laughs> thanks for your patience. Um, we know we haven't been uh, the best at delivering shows over the last few weeks, but hopefully um, we are through that corridor of drunkenness now, um, which we all know very well. Uh, and we'll start producing shows much more often and much more frequently with loads of very good guests, just like Angus, but maybe not Angus the whole time, because, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so we should be back next week after the Aberdeen game, seeing as it's televised, you know, even if we're not going, we'll, we'll yeah, find true. ways of watching it. Uh -huh. um, and until then, you can catch us on our Twitter page, which is... Uh, we have no cares. Yes, you can catch Nickel if you want to just catch him by himself. Just catch me. Catch me at Nickel Way. And I guess... where I am. Oh, it is. Yes, uh, yeah. You've always been it's there. always worth our following as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm so good, I don't think we need to give any other Twitter handles or anything like that. Oh, no, just no, we, we definitely do. I've, I've seen your work. Um, Angus? Uh, I can be caught at Angus Maroon. And I am at RF Borthwick. You can also email the show just like Alexander White did, maybe with slightly easier songs to sing. Possibly. Yep, or yeah. songs that I've heard more than once. Indeed. That would be useful. It would, it would. Uh, you can get that at wehavenocares at gmail.com. I can also catch this show and every other show we've ever done. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we com. Indeed, that is the one. Nicole, do you want to wrap this shit up? Uh, I do. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Angus. And thanks, praise be to the spirit of the season, the man who lets us all know that peace on earth is possible, that goodwill to all men is possible. Thank you, he has risen, Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Crawford. I'm gonna knock you out! Mama said knock you out! Oh,